0: Ladies and gentlemen Oh
1: my god Hey 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 these names are in the Please welcome British Columbia You're listening to Pacific Town Sound Radio Hello and welcome to Pacific Sound Radio, your go-to source for everything happening in the Vancouver music scene. I'm James Olson. And I'm Travis Noel. Our guest is Giles Roy. Giles Roy is the vocalist and guitarist for the band Woolworm. Woolworm are a genre-bending alternative rock band that incorporates elements of post-punk, hardcore, and even black metal into their varied yet consistently melodic sound. And Why, hello there. Hello. What's the rest of the band up to today? Glad uh, you were able to make it out, by the way.
0: <laughs> thank you. Well, it's great to be here, um, obviously. Uh, the rest of the band, I imagine, are nursing various hangovers, as we all are, but uh, mostly job stuff. Everybody in the band has a weird working schedule, so you never know when, what you're going to get when you book Woolworm
1: for something. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what if, um I just... Uh, I'm always curious about what people are listening to. What have you been listening to lately?
0: Lately? Ooh, hmm i don't know because i'm not usually used to talking about it but i guess i've been listening to solange pretty much nonstop all day um just want to go crazy for that new album um and caroline polachek from chairlift just released her solo album like last week and both of those instant classics in my opinion so lots of pop mostly nice i go crazy for pop
1: have you uh, listened to rex orange county at all
0: I've heard one song. I really liked it. Um, Lovin' is easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of his uh, older singles. He just put out a new record uh, on Friday. Yeah. Friday was a very good music day for me. Like three three of my favorite artists put out new records that day. So it was like, ooh, happy Friday. Um, (laughs) Kanye West? (laughs) No, I haven't listened to that record yet. Has that already come out yet?
0: (laughs) uh, That came out. It was not so hot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad that Travis wa- uh, walked out when he did because, for whatever reason, oh. Kanye and Father John Misty are the most. Oh, I'd say Kanye, Father John Misty, and Father <laughs> and Frank Ocean are the three most referenced artists on the show, and it's largely my fault. Oh, I see. Because <laughs> I just I like using Kanye and Father John Misty, especially as ex- examples of artists I like who I know are dicks. So.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah.
1: Well, you
0: know. I bet you lots of artists you like are dicks and nobody knows it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or just like quiet about it. Yeah, there's just a there's a I think most
0: musicians are fucking dicks. Yeah, there's a happy few.
1: <laughs> there's a happy few artists who, or mm-hmm. either not, they're just they're genuinely good people, or they're like they're, you know, unabashedly. Yeah, they're just brash about how. Yeah, dicky they are. Exactly. Dickish. You know why?
0: Because it sells. It does. It puts asses in seats.
1: It's it's uh it's like a Johnny Rotten like punk rock sort of thing, and you know what? Yes, <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have a couple characters like that running around. As long yeah. as they're not like actually hurting anybody, yeah, they're just being like rabble rousers. I'm like, eh, it's, yeah, I it's, it's characters are fun. I do
0: like that. Uh, yeah, the Kanye album. I'm sure you know. I'm sure someone told you, but it's a very uh, like Christian album, and yeah, uh, it comes at the cost of uh, everything else. So.
1: Which is, but
0: you know, I only skimmed through it. I shouldn't be so harsh. But then again, it's Kanye West, so I, I'm allowed to be mean to Kanye West.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Cu- I'm definitely going to listen to it, and I'm curious because I know you know it, yeah. he's he's mentioned the fact that he's a he's a Christian numerous times <laughs> over the course of his music. But it would be, I'd be interesting <laughs> to see him talk about his relationship with his faith, <laughs> considering everything else we know about his character. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Hmm.
0: The mind boggles. Yeah. But enough
1: <laughs> about Kanye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, sorry. Actually, to answer your question, the three records that came out on Friday that I was super yes. excited about was the rec- new Rex Orange County record. Yeah. Um, the latest release by Cigarettes After Sex. Oh, yeah. Heard of and, that. And um, the newest album by Alsest. Or a, oh, that's the black metal band? Yeah. Well, I call them melodic black metal because there's more clean vocals than the witch bah, oh my. stuff on it so
0: i didn't okay i don't know if i've ever heard them actually but they're
1: they're worth checking out they actually so have one record called shelter which has like no it's all clean singing mm-hmm. and it's basically a shoegaze album and it's a really really beautiful shoegaze album i like all these things yeah well singing i could take or leave i guess but <laughs> <laughs> plenty of good instrumental stuff out there yeah. to enjoy I'm sure you've you've uh, had people ask you this question, but I'll ask it anyhow because it's your okay. first time on our show. How how mm-hmm. did Woolworm kind yeah, how did Woolworm come together?
0: Um, uh, you know, it's it has been asked, and every time I think, oh, I should make up something interesting, but no, it's unfortunately not very interesting at all. You know, it was uh, just for best friends. I mean, we became best friends. We're just a family. I don't know. There's no there's no interesting story. We just wrote songs and needed to have a band to do them. So got the whole band together. And, uh, I mean, we had a bit of a lineup shift in the middle there. But actually, that was more like the beginning. I do think of it as a different era. When we got Heather involved, that was really when the band became, I don't know, its main thing. There's kids dancing outside the studio right now. Trying to get our attention or yeah. something like that. yeah
1: that's kind of the nice thing about having the window is that we get to see stuff see stuff go down (laughs) (laughs) including arrests sometimes which is always interesting yeah yeah very
0: interesting a lot of lot of scenery around here Mm -hmm. this is great we're in somebody's
1: instagram post sweet i'm gonna be famous
0: yes this is our big break there we go yes
1: I understand most of the members of your band have roots in hardcore. Um yeah. all four of us. Yeah. Sure. What made you decide to pursue a more melodic approach with this project?
0: Mm, okay. Well, when we were doing hardcore, I mean we weren't make, making hardcore together necessarily, but we were all involved in, you know, the uh <clears throat> the scene and I guess one night I was lying in bed and I was like, "Oh, Hardcore is cool, but like I don't want to do it forever. I mean, like I'll listen to it forever or whatever, but it's a very... Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a very narrow lane, and that's obviously by design. And obviously people are pushing the envelope all the time in different ways, but um, it's still narrow. <laughs> hardcore is still hardcore at the end of it. So... I was thinking about, you know, what do I want to do long-term? And obviously, I was like, oh, I would want to do rock and roll. Rock and roll has always been there for me, ever since I was a kid, you know? I I could happily envision myself as, like, some old fucking guy playing rock and roll when I'm, you know, 50. I guess that's old. 60.
1: It's hard to fuck shit up in the pit when you're in your 50s and 60s.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... I I just wanted to do a band, do the type of band that I would be able to do forever. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's a horrible, nightmarish scenario unto itself. But I did want to. I don't know. I was just thinking about the future. So rock just makes sense. You can write whatever type of song you want. We can write. We can even write a hardcore song every now and then, and nobody even blinks. So, no big deal. Just want to spread the blanket.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. That's kind of similar perspective I've had with, I uh, the three gigging bands I have played with, uh, mm-hmm. they've all kind of been different different flavors of rock. But yeah, I kind of realized mostly because I tried and failed to start a couple metal ish projects that oh, I'm yeah. like I don't really want to. I like metal, but I don't want to play in a metal band mm-hmm. because, as you're saying, it's a little bit of a narrow lane. Yeah, and with metal, much more than hardcore for better or for worse there's a certain degree of technical aptitude that you have to have to even like yeah a lot of practice yeah which is like you know i mean it's not that i don't practice but it's you know some of that stuff is like it's almost like like being a jazz musician or a classical musician you're like oh my god yeah it's the amount of dedication to like yeah time signatures and stuff so
0: yeah it's it's a lot (laughs) yeah that's a lot of pressure mostly
1: for sure. Yeah. And, of course, you know, you're know you doing stuff that isn't hardcore, but your hardcore roots are still there. How does the band keep, the, keep a hardcore DIY ethos alive, especially since you're a signed band? I mean, Mint Records is not a big label, but yeah. you're still on a label.
0: Yeah. Um, it just comes down to community, I think. We're just surrounded by so many cool rockers that are helping us out in so many ways. We just have, I don't know, a lot of cool nice punk friends who are helping us do fun punk things like I don't know, play down the street here at the black lab whenever we want so lucky to be able to do that play at red gate play with touring hardcore bands just I don't know it's like (laughs) this guy looks so cool this guy walking by right now is like dressed like a witch from the matrix anyways
1: yeah, we just gotta we gotta looking at a guy running down the street backwards. Yeah, he's running. I hope he doesn't hit. get hit by a car.
0: I really hope so. I mean, not hope I really not. Hope he does <laughs> not get hit. Okay, well he's out of our field of view now. Uh, I see him going back into the sidewalk. Now. So
1: all right, he went back on the sidewalk. Not okay. sure what that was about, but way. looked like he was, that was he had cool, something though. purposeful going on. <laughs>
0: uh, sorry, what were we talking? Oh, about? Oh
1: yeah yeah. Well, you you kind of answer that. You're like uh, oh yeah. The benefits just, of
0: yeah, just friends, you know. You can't you can't overstate like I don't know. There's so many people I would like to you know name drop right now. Not name drop, but like shout them out on the air because they're doing such nice things.
1: Hey, yeah, you but can if you want to.
0: No, the list is too long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll be the rest of our time. <laughs> so, I kind of phrased wanted to yeah, phrase this question a little differently than I'm sure you've probably heard this question okay. before. But what mm. are some of the bands and artists that the ba- that you know Woolworm is? particularly drawn to when it comes to the music you make together
0: um i think we would all give you different answers at this point i think of there are three specific bands that i think of all the time when we're when we're writing and practicing and stuff or just in general i'm sort of fantasizing about being like these bands the three bands the chameleons uh wipers and the jayhawks And those are bands that, you know, they only have a couple albums each that are... Oh, I I mean, they all have many albums, but they maybe each got two or three, like, stone cold classics. And I think... I don't know. They just inspire me in different ways. Wipers is a big one because of their their whole... I don't know. I just want to hang out with those guys. (laughs) Chameleons... I really think about his uh, lyrics and singing style all the time. And then with Jayhawks, by far the corniest of those three, I think of just their sort of sense of melody and I don't know, just, I don't know, they kind of got this twang that I really like, a nice, pretty twang and beautiful harmonies and stuff like that. Uh, But that's sort of a, a foundation. And then from there we just try to rip off as much corny bullcrap as possible like lately we've been listening to a lot of cold play i don't know if anybody else is hearing any like cold play influence in our new material but let me wear the mask was well anyways we we've always been ripping off people we rip off so many unmentionable bands on the new album and you know what no one's gonna find out no one's gonna know no one needs to know (laughs) if you're like keep in mind that i'm not ashamed to say that we stole from coldplay so that gives you an idea of some of the like worst bands that we're ripping off
1: yeah i think you can (laughs) i think you can take from i mean coldplay's taken enough from other artists as well that's true yes so you're you're stealing from thieves that's right because we're all thieves stealing from each other
0: that's right i truly do feel that way so
1: if you steal from enough people then you're Robin Hood, I think. I think that's how the math works. Your musical Robin Hood. I'll
0: take it. Yeah, Robin Hood's fine. Yeah, I'll there take you
1: that. go. The name of the next it's album. Noble. We're Robin Hood. Yeah, we're the Robin Hood band. Mm, wow. Well.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I would release a Robin Hood
1: themed album, but <laughs> oh, I was just thinking a, a cheeky title. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, you get into some weird power metal territory if you're doing <laughs> yeah, a exactly. Robin Hood themed yeah, yeah. album.
0: Yeah. Power metal, yeah.
1: (laughs) What's the songwriting process like for for Woolworm? Has it changed over time?
0: Um, Well, at this point, we've each written songs, like entire songs for the band, so um, I can't really speak to the others, but for me, it always just starts with one little thing, one little part of a song. Um, Usually a stray lyric that just kind of pops into my brain. I mean, I've dreamt lyrics before and gone with them, which is kind of weird, but um, I write everything down, you know, lyrical thoughts. I just, like, keep them in my phone. And then sometimes we go mining, I like to call it, on the guitar. And you just, like, play around on guitar for long enough and you find something that you never found before, like a chord or a chord progression or a weird fingering or something like that. Nothing too fancy. But sometimes you just like stumble across something and then you just end up with, I don't know, something that you would like to hear again. And then you find that one of those stray lyrics works really well with that. And then suddenly, boom, you got a stew going. Or you got a track. But it's a very long process. Um, It takes friggin' years for us. Like Let Me Wear the Mask is a good example because I remember writing that song in 2000. Fifteen, And I was like, oh, it's done. Oh, wow. And then, obviously, it wasn't done because we didn't learn it, you know, and finish it until a few months ago this year.
1: That's definitely a work in progress.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like. I mean, and then sometimes a the song will just show up fully formed. Um, but, you know, we're all on the same page when it comes to basically the songwriting process, the sounds that we want, the sounds that we are okay with versus the
1: things we might veto. <laughs> and you have you found that most of the time, you know, it's uh, obviously awesome that everyone is contributing songs and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you find most of the time people uh, kind of know what would constitute a Woolworm song before they bring it to practice or, I, or yeah. jam?
0: I think, well, I mean, the four of us know for sure. Like, if we've, you know, someone will have a bit of a riff or something and i don't know we just know and the thing is that i think we we're okay with such a a wide palette that like each of us tolerate such a wide variety of of things that there's not really anything we'd say no to like none of us is probably gonna try to write like a funky riff for the band i mean i shouldn't say that but it's hard to imagine someone writing like a funky riff and bringing it to practice and being like, oh, this is a good riff I wrote. I just got into funk.
1: So it sounds like Parliament.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be, uh, that'd be interesting to hear you. Oh, well, if you could do like a woolworm riff on like a Parliament song or something like that. but obviously <laughs> Yeah, filtered. I mean, it just
0: probably would never happen. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, of course.
0: But we stole, like, okay, here's another example. We stole outright, and I won't say on which song. But we just took you know, um, party in the USA. Mm hmm. I I think everyone listening would agree that that song is amazing.
1: Oh. It uh reminds me of plenty of college parties. So I have a hell bit of yeah. a nostalgic attachment to that song.
0: Hell yeah. But uh hell of a hell of a riff they got there. Oh riff. It would such be a shame a if somebody stole it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we did. Sweet. And it's hidden that riff's probably been used before anyhow. Yeah, that's true. Again about that riff. I'm sure so.
0: whoever st- wrote that riff stole it from like a McDonald's commercial or something.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Stealing from thieves notice. again. Yeah.
0: Now I feel bad. I just want to clarify to any listeners out there that think I'm just like some rip-off artist. Um I mean, yeah, I am. I'm just a little more open with it hopefully. <laughs> again, we're all
1: rip-off artists. Yeah. No original <laughs> ideas. Yeah,
0: except for Solange.
1: Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of the new record, mm-hmm. third LP, Awe, it's coming out on November 8th with your release show planned for November 15th at Regate alongside Juice, Kamikaze, Nurse, and Outpatient. Yeah. We're going to do something a little different in this episode and play a couple tracks by the act sharing the bill with Woolworm that night. Um this first song, Sun Song, is by Noise, Art Rock, Act, Kamikaze Nurse. What can you tell us about this group and this, this song?
0: <laughs> I, I know nothing about this group. I saw them once. I loved it. I saw their music video. Amazing. The one for this song. Um, I recognize them. I mean, I, I vaguely know them as people. But this just blew me away. This is, I think, my favorite album. Well, I don't know, one of my favorite albums that I've heard this year.
1: Oh, wow. The Kamikaze Nurse album. Oh, sweet. Well, I should check that out because, yeah, I I didn't even know these, these folks were local. Oh, yeah. So.
0: I don't know how long they've been around. I don't know. Knows. Yeah, they're just great. Please come to the show. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> sure.
1: And uh, I want to talk about the new record, Awe, for a little bit here. Was there a sense of confidence or assuredness coming in to record this album since you already have two releases under your belt?
0: Um, I think... There was confidence in the sort of maybe the songwriting end of things. um Definitely felt more willing to like take certain maybe I used to call it taking risks, but it's not really you're not really taking risks. But you know, kind of. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a term for this that's not a cliche, like thinking outside of the box or whatever. But just letting ourselves be a little more loose and open than usual. The last album that we put out was very. Uh, I would say rigid like the songwriting I mean everything was meant to sort of fit together very nicely and then for the writing process for this album um, that it was the opposite approach and then there was definitely confidence but we again recorded it in a completely different way than last time because last time we were on a a, uh, strict uh, time constraint with the studio time that we had booked We booked. We played at like a, I don't know. I feel like Aerosmith recorded there or something like that. Some some famous bands. Oh, Nickelback recorded there. That studio. That was the last album. This album, we basically just recorded it in a closet with our friend. I mean, not a closet, but a very small room. And we kind of. I felt like we were making a collage when we were, you know, adding parts again it wasn't a songwriting thing it was just a recording thing and so there's a lot of different sounds for the instruments and everything and yeah just a lot of variety sonically hopefully maybe that came through i don't know we'll see we'll see what people think of it but yeah the confidence i I feel confident yes
1: (laughs) it's good to hear and i was gonna say based off the singles that you've released so far let me Wear the mask and hold hold the bow Sound pretty different from each other. I mean yeah. obviously they're different songs, but like there seems to be some different different things going on in each of those songs.
0: Thank you. That's good. I like that. I hope that is the case for other people listening. Hold the bow, maybe we were thinking more about or I don't know about the others again, but I was thinking about the eighties kinda of like that whole post punk thing or like Manchester music and then with Let Me Wear the Mask I was thinking more about um well, I guess I'm thinking about like a three year time period time difference here between these two the inspirations for these two songs, but you know I want to hold the bow to be very uh i don't know jerky and and taut and just let me wear the mask I wanted to be more flowy and and dreamy obviously um so maybe it's the difference between late 80s manchester and early 90s oh manchester
1: yeah i i hear certainly (laughs) some dinosaur junior and let me wear the mask but
0: that's great i love that thank
1: you that makes me happy i heard they played there played here recently but i didn't have a chance to check them out
0: yeah i saw them once um just once in 2000 i don't know what 10 9 at the commodore and i had barely heard their music before that but they blew me away i was like these guys
1: are gonna be famous (laughs) sign this band (laughs) they were i i think they might still be signed to a major but i'm not even sure yeah yeah i'm sure they're yeah
0: they're set for life
1: yeah oh just jay mascus (laughs) yeah
0: they played um they opened with their song green thumb no sorry thumb from the album that maybe is called green yeah i think you're right but the song yeah they opened with like this like heavy duty uh i don't know metal sounding version of that song which i'd never heard before and uh it really resonated with me and then years later we ripped it off nice as one does
1: wouldn't be the first band to rip off dinosaur jr yeah exactly dinosaur jr is so awesome you're just like i want to be cool like Dinosaur jr
0: (laughs) i want to hang out with those guys
1: yeah now, your previous record, Deserved to Die, was uh, a dark record, lyrically. Um, yeah. What are some of the themes and subjects you tackle on this release?
0: Um. Well, it's funny you should say that. I think this one, I was thinking of it as being a more light and, I don't want to say happy, but, you know, less dark album in Optimistic. general. Optimistic? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I was thinking of it and then more than one person commented upon hearing the whole thing or reading the lyrics that it was like the most depressing stuff we'd ever done so I don't know, I can't win I will say that I think um, that my sense of humor regarding the dark stuff um, I don't know I think this album has funny lyrics and stuff on it I make myself laugh with them but I don't know People people don't like to laugh at stuff that's that dark. That's okay. As, if it resonates with anybody in any capacity, obviously I'm happy. But I will say that I was laughing my ass off when I was writing some of that stuff.
1: That kind of sounds like a Franz Kafka thing. Cause, uh, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I, I read somewhere that, you know, the Metamorphosis, you know, a, a short story that so many people like, oh, it's so dark and depressing and disturbing. Apparently he was reading it the first time he, like, shared it with anybody he was reading it to his friends at like some writer's thing yeah and he had to like stop himself because he was laughing so hard at what he wrote he just thought the story was so funny that's amazing i didn't know that yeah i love that ah i can really relate <laughs> <laughs> i'm like kafka bro <laughs> no but i just thought that was funny that like yeah i don't know i have a i'm also kind of biased because i have a really dark sense of humor as well
0: yeah okay there we go i think anybody i mean yeah I like that. I can relate to people that have that same dark sense of humor.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, in a certain light, something terrible can be very funny, depending on the presentation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And,
0: I mean, that last album, it was all about death. Everything was, I mean, that was sort of a central theme to it. And there is no death on this album, because I think we kind of just got it out of our system. Mm-hmm you know temporarily obviously you can't cheat death folks but um i was thinking about mostly interpersonal relationships not relationships but you know just general you know interacting with people not necessarily struggling with it but being sort of in constant disbelief at the way people treat each other good or bad um nothing about the current state of the world or anything like that just the the constant state of the world yeah just taking it all in
1: and the interpersonal stuff is not that the state of the world is unimportant but right. you have more you have more of a locus of control on your interpersonal day-to-day life
0: yeah that's well, i didn't even think of that but that is 100% true and you know people have control over the way other people perceive them and and so on and it's just a trip <laughs> yeah but yeah there wasn't a there wasn't a central theme to the album during the writing process but that sort of emerged for me by the end of the lyric writing process i I couldn't get that thought out of my head
1: <clears throat> i think you have a definitely a lot to explore there which is yeah on a fertile ground for songwriting mm-hmm. which is
0: yeah um yeah i mean again it wasn't like a it's not a concept album or anything like that. Even though I love concept albums,
1: huge fan, but. You could say it's a loose concept album if you want to be.
0: No, no, I don't, I don't want to do that okay. because that sounds so intimidating. <laughs> uh,
1: well, like, I don't, don't, don't want to scare anyone off here. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> it's yeah. a pop album. Yeah.
0: And like, we'll say it's poppier than anything else we've done. Hopefully that, I mean, hopefully other people hear that. Maybe they won't.
1: You had mentioned that obviously the produ- the, uh, the production side of things and the recording process was certainly different yeah. between this record and Deserve to Die. Yeah. You'd worked with uh, Jesse Gander of Rain City Recorders and Deserve to Die. and Amazing. Uh, yeah, Jesse's great. We've had him on the show. Oh, cool. He actually produced one of my favorite records of the year. Um, this year? Yeah, yeah. Um, Nest by a uh, Belgian Whoa. post-metal trio called um, Brutus. It's Whoa. really cool. Okay. I highly recommend that album. Interesting. Uh, and you worked with Jay Arner, uh, Mint Records label mate, on Awe. Yeah. What was it like working with Jay this time around, and what was his approach like to recording the band in comparison to uh, – or in comparison yeah. and contrast to Jesse? Yeah. I don't want that mean, pulled I, out I, of I'm you sure guys. I'm sure both
0: of them would, would uh, shudder at the thought of, you know, me sitting here and like stacking them up next to each other, or anything like that. So, I will say, both of them so amazing. Working with both of them was such an amazing opportunity and just a delight on all levels. The difference would be, um, <laughs> it's they just seem to actually have maybe they don't have opposite approaches, but I mean, again, just the, th- the fact that we were in that huge studio for the last one, um. We liked doing that. I felt very... um, Yeah, I don't know. I felt like up to the challenge, and I'm proud of what we accomplished. And the only reason we wanted to spice it up was just for the... I mean, to spice it up. We just wanted to take the opposite approach. Jay helped us do that. So I'm sure he could make an album in his bathroom if he wanted using like three instruments, and it would probably win Album of the Year if it was, you know, by... (laughs) the right people but we just got him to do his thing and he was completely on board for this loose approach and he was completely on board to let us just like chip away at it over the course of the year that's the other thing about this album is that it's we started recording it in February of this year and it's coming out in November of the same year which for us we have to thank Mint for that but just unbelievable that that's even possible because Deserve to Die was recorded one year next year we kind of panicked and released a song from it because we didn't know what was going to happen with the album because we were just in various states of limbo and then finally it comes out two whole years later on Mint this one I mean like I said the songs had been written for so long that it was just a matter of I don't know just spending the year with it so I'm always going to like look back on this year of my life and have this album to show for it and I don't know it's a cool feeling.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the hearing the record, especially since I've been in preparation for this. I've been li- I've listened to Deserve to Die a few times no, uh, just to kind of like get myself in the headspace, and then also like contrasting with the new singles. Um, it certainly sounds like you guys are going in a, a different direction, but you're doing something something that stands out from the from the previous stuff.
0: Cool. Well, that's good to hear. I I'm. I'm deaf to those things now I can't hear the differences between any of our songs and I mean it's all just a big blur now for me so hopefully yeah hopefully it does sound different I wouldn't I know that it does I just can't really figure out how hmm the idea we were thinking about pop a lot when we were making this one because we're all huge fans of just pop music so I think that th- this is a pop album and not indicative of the future or anything like that, but had to get it out of our system. I think, if anything, the next album, if we make one, I don't know, the next material we release will be uh, probably an elastic snap in the back, the opposite direction.
1: So you got to be gruff yeah, vocals ooh, and,
0: and shouting and and distorted guitars and whatnot.
1: Your hardcore album.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: there we go no but <laughs> maybe yeah maybe <laughs> who knows we're gonna play another song from one of the acts playing alongside you guys cool at your record release show outpatient. November 15th at reggae yeah outpatient what can you tell us about this band
0: um so they were a friend of ours from Kamloops BC um we've always had we've always been felt very welcome in Kamloops this person Harrison from there was always booking shows for us at uh a coffee shop and just again for some reason there are a couple of really cool bands from Kamloops like Bootlicker and Outpatient and others but I mean both world-class as far as I'm concerned Uh, so Outpatient seems to have relocated and now they live here Harrison Our homie and Athena, the singer, I think she lives... Maybe she lives in Victoria. But anyways, we're celebrating the fact that they don't live in Kamloops anymore. Love Kamloops. No offense to Kamloops, obviously, but, you know, free my people.
1: You get to play without patient more often now. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had a question. Yes. Partially because of a pretty big couple of shows you played this year. Oh, right. Uh, The band has had a chance to open for a range of touring acts, including Winnipeg Hardcore Band... Comeback Kid and oh, yeah? most recently alt-country alt newcomer Orville Peck. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think it is about the the Woolworm sound that lends you guys the ability to play and <laughs> share, share bills with uh, different types of artists?
0: I I couldn't possibly. I have no idea. I don't <laughs> think it's... I have no idea. I'm just very thankful to be thought of by these promoters and our friends and stuff. Comeback Kid. That's funny because I forgot about that one. But that and Orville Peck. I don't know. I really have no idea. You tell me, but I love it. It's Cause, really nice.
1: Because I know, and I know obviously this is his stage name and not his real name, but I mm-hmm. know that the man behind Orville Peck yeah. used to play drums for New Sensei, yeah. who, were a, who were a Vancouver band. I think he's based in Toronto now, signed, signed to Sub Pop, obviously, so he's having a great year. I think, he, yeah, International Man of Mystery now. Yes. But did you know him no. originally? No. He just no, thought um, of you guys?
0: I don't, Again, I have no idea. I doubt he did. Hmm. i doubt he ever thought of us i think sorry i can only say i didn't know him i know the other members of woolworm knew him oh okay and i probably met him once because when i introduced myself he was very like oh no we've met Ha ha. he's a funny guy by the way he's so funny and cute (laughs) did you
1: get to stick around to watch his show
0: oh yeah of course Yeah, yeah. yeah Amazing. Just the energy. Yeah. I mean, I can't, that's such a cliche talking about the energy, but it's just amazing. Like, both shows that we played with them were completely sold out in venues way larger than we usually do. We played the Commodore. We'd never done that before. We never will again, I'm sure. Uh, Just a nice bucket (laughs) list. Yeah, thanks. Never say never. Just, but you know, bucket list shit. Really nice. Oh, yeah. And, And I mean, people were watching us who obviously had no idea who we were and they were very polite and you know, the reception was very nice and yes. people were patting us on the back afterwards and giving us tummy rubs and shit.
1: <laughs> well, and it was a, uh, the, the crowd was interesting that night because you, you ran yeah. the gamut from, I mean, obviously there was uh you know, members of the LGBT community who, who came out to support Orville yeah. Peck. And you also had like, you know, hipsters and music dorks like me <laughs> out there but you also, i also saw like old, parents yeah, yeah older older <laughs> older folks are like oh this new so country cool. artist which i mean was that like... was the
0: main cool thing about yeah it. is that stephen quinn <laughs> <laughs> right there is that stephen quinn Steve i don't know is that stephen quinn from cbc anyway maybe <laughs> wow anyways yeah
1: that was a great show yeah what um what else does the band have coming up for the rest of the year and looking ahead to 2020 we got Same. three shows
0: coming up yeah. by the end of this year in Vancouver, so I honestly hope to see people out at them. Uh, one, obviously, is the record release November 15th. Big deal for us. Mm-hmm. The record, by the way, comes out a week before that. I yeah. mean, it'll be available to listen on Realistically Spotify by then. But if you want a physical copy, please come visit us on the 15th. And then a few weeks later, we've got um, the band Nothing from i think philadelphia they're coming through and we're playing with them at the biltmore
1: and i really want to go to that show i hope it hasn't sold out yet Mm, i'm sure it
0: hasn't because it's on a tuesday night so by all means if you're listening to this and you like nothing and you don't know that that show is happening find it come visit and we have one other show that we're we're booking ourselves at the lido in vancouver again december 14th i think 15th keep an eye out for it that's just for fun. We just wanted to book a nice, fun, small show at Lido. Just bring some friends out, celebrate the end of the year, stuff like that. Yeah. No money. It'll be free. And, oh, nice. Uh, uh one of my favorite local bands, Psy, will be playing with us. There. I just announced
1: it. There you go. Now, yeah, I, that's now I don't have to make Facebook a Facebook yet. event. Yeah. Uh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really looking forward to the – obviously, you're – album release show but the the nothing show i'm like cool. damn it i need to spend more money because i was thinking like oh danny brown and then daughters and then that's mm-hmm. gonna be it for the rest of the year and then nope mm-hmm. nothing have to come into town and i haven't yeah. seen nothing yet And nothing. i love that band so
0: heavy duty yeah it'll be great I'm another sure it'll be great
1: another former hardcore band indeed that yes <laughs> a more melodic <laughs> route so yeah birds of a feather
0: i think so yeah at yeah this point
1: birds of a very depressed yes feathers of a very depressed bird mm-hmm. sort of bird <laughs> that fly into windows intentionally That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I asked, um, we had Louise Burns on the program recently. Hell yeah. uh, And I want to, I think I'm going to be asking our next couple guests here because we only got a few more episodes we're going to do before the end of the year. But Mm -hmm. what have been some of your favorite local releases of 2019?
0: Local releases? Easy. We got Kamikaze Nurse. We got Puzzlehead. And we got Necking i mean there's so many all this stuff on mint obviously i think goes without saying i just (laughs) love all that stuff and um i'm trying to remember when this juice demo came out i think that might have been the end of last year i have some pretty dark christmassy memories of listening to that juice demo but i mean we we've talked about comic as a nurse but i do want to also shout out Puzzlehead because if you like stuff like that you gotta check out their new
1: album it blew me away. Well, I gotta check out Puzzlehead now because I got the Definitely. Kamikaze Nurse already saved in my Spotify. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I've, I'm always uh, always looking for other stuff that I haven't heard of that's that's local because there's always yeah, there's mean, always diamonds in the rough. Exactly, you never know with the city. Obviously, there's so many
0: different. I don't know. There's different scenes, entire different scenes that never see each other or know about each other. It's really interesting. I want everybody to come together
1: yeah that's what we're what we're trying to do yeah to, we don't really cover as much like say punk or metal because that's yeah, a, yeah. that's pretty much its own show but we like to try and cover as all the other stuff as much as we can yeah and i'd like to actually um quote if i may quote chris martin something
0: beautiful he said in an interview once was uh he was talking about when you make pop music you make something that's for everybody and I just, I always think about that. He's Obviously, now he makes really terrible pop music. Sorry, yeah. Chris, if you're listening, but you really dropped the ball lately.
1: No, I agree. I'm not, I'm not, I've never really been a Coldplay fan, but no, I will no. say their earlier material is significantly better than their most recent stuff. Thank you. That's all I wanted was for someone else to say that besides yes. me. Thank you. Clocks is a good song. Yellow is a good song. Mm-hmm. Yellow. In Dude. my place. Um, speed sounds all right. Mm-hmm. It's all right.
0: Yeah. Fix you. Fix you. Anyways, that's that enough Coldplay talk. Cold talk. Sorry, everybody.
1: That's all right. Um, so, how can listeners check out your music and keep up keep up with everything Woolworm is up to?
0: Well, it's easy. You simply go to Google and you type W O O L W O R M. Really glad to have the opportunity to spell that because uh, it's hard to get people to check out your band when you're called Woolworm. Um, or you can find us on social media uh you know we got the twitter going instagram i would recommend twitter uh
1: creature of myth and of has a v and your woolworm band on instagram
0: oh no creature it
1: of myth creature of myth okay and if you want to
0: book us on a show by all means please email us at creature at gmail we were just talking during the break about uh emailing email us us highly recommend band. emailing us. Please don't message us on Facebook. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Hate Facebook.
1: Yeah, Facebook's a necessary evil for artists, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's been a lot of fun, Giles. I'm looking forward to hearing the new record and checking out your release
0: show. Thank you so much. It's been great. I love coming to the radio. I would go on the radio every day if I could, if I was allowed. Yeah, you should start your own show. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, thanks for having me. Yeah, of
1: course. All right. Ray re- ready, Travis? All right, and uh, thanks for listening. We're your hosts, James Olson. And Travis Noel. Pacific Sound Radio is produced by Jane Fraze. Travis, how can people check out what we're doing? You can check us out on Facebook, Pacific Sound Radio, as well as our Instagram, at Pacific Sound Radio. Twitter, at Pacific S Radio. YouTube, Pacific Sound Media, as well as our website, pacificsoundradio.com.